0: One thing that's true for all moms, we have a lot of stories to tell. Some are silly, some are gross, some bring us to tears. With each story that's shared, another mom feels a little less alone. So join us as we laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the I'm On Podcast. My name is Abby. I'm with Chloe and Megan and Susan. And this week's episode is about helping your child handle heartache or a hard breakup and the heartache queen, causing them, not usually getting
1: them, Megan. Hardly. Hardly. I had plenty of boys that rejected me throughout my years, um, mainly in middle school. So that's fine. <laughs> Uh, so I dated someone for four years in college. I met him my first night of college, actually the summer before my freshman year, because Florida had this thing called summer B. And so we dated for a really long time. And after we graduated, there was kind of like some question of what we were going to do. And we kind of went back and forth on like breaking up, staying together, breaking up, getting back together. And it was just so back and forth for a long time, especially because then I moved to another city for my job. um, And he was in a different place. It was kind of distance at the same time. And it was just really hard to let go. We were just so close and such good friends. And I think we really cared for each other, but I think we both knew it wasn't going to work in the long run. But anywho, we were going back and forth after we graduated and um, I was going on a trip with my family over the 4th of July. Happened happened to be in his hometown because he kind of lives in a like I don't want to say the place but it's kind of like a resorty area and so um I was going to be like in his hometown where he lived and so we were planning to see each other which probably wasn't the best thing and then sure enough through social media I saw that I don't know if he was with this other girl or what was going on I mean they were there was definitely something going on between them based on this picture let me just say that so I saw it and I just kind of I don't know if I texted him or called him and I was like hey what's like what's going on I thought you know we were planning to see each other blah blah but it was just confirmation to me that like okay he was moving on I needed to move on and I think it was hard because in my mind I didn't know that and technically we weren't together so we it's not like he was cheating on me or anything, but it felt like that. And it felt like I had been kind of misled. Um, but I think it was just confirmation to me of like, okay, we're done. Like we need to be done. Obviously he's moving on and I need to, too. And so it was really hard because I mean, if you date someone for year, four years, I mean, it was just really tough to be like, okay, we're like, this is, this is the final final it's over. It's done. Um, and especially to kind of have to, haven't happened that way. was really tough. Cause I was like kind of heartbroken. Um, so that was a, a tough situation, but I think my parents, especially my mom are really great at being like, you've been waffling back and forth on this forever. This is what you needed to see to let it go. Um, it's done. So they were, they were great at kind of walking me through that. Mm. Um, and it
0: was what was for the best. Did you go to your mom or Susan, were you just kind of observing
1: everything? Oh, I was like sobbing and I'm not a crier. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a crier. And I saw it while we were there in his hometown. And I was like planning to see him wow. the next day. And I was like, <gasps> oh my gosh, you know, I think, so. it,
2: <clears throat> I think, you know, the blessing, the god-ordained part of this was that megan and i had had conversations for an entire year even her senior year that things were not getting better between them they were arguing more and it just didn't they just kind of knew it but again they were still such good friends and all their friends were friends and so they were doing that waffling so we had had many conversations about don't be the frog in the pot, where it just gets worse and worse. And then after, when she graduated, we had conversations like it's it wouldn't, you know, your only choice forward is marriage at this point. You guys have dated a long time. You're now well into your adulthood. And I said, and you don't, it's not going to get better with that. So is there a way forward? No, not really. Mm -hmm. And so fortunately, she was with us when this happened, which is very unusual because she was living in a different state at yeah. the time we had just happened to get together for the holiday. Wow. And so I used that with her even I said, you know, is did God want both of us to see this so that I could help you remember mm-hmm. this? You have to remember this because he was not truthful about the situation and that's mm-hmm. what that's what really hurt her um, is that he kind of wasn't truthful about it. Yeah,
0: I don't think that like when I, I think of like one of my first breakups that hurt, I was in ninth grade, and I remember laying on my bed listening to Bon Jovi's Greatest Hits and crying. And I didn't want my parents to know. Like, I didn't want to talk to my parents about it. It wasn't, I just just didn't want, I didn't want to. And so I think it's hard for parents to, like, want to walk their child through this and want to offer the right words. When your kid's may be embarrassed or sad or, you know, just being private about it, you know, I think that just adds an element of, oh, how do I... Help my child, you know.
3: Chloe, did you ever? I had a really similar situation happen where I was with my dad. It was the night before a recruiting camp for um, one of the colleges. Actually, the college I ended up going to um, to play soccer, and I would found out something about my boyfriend, and I really didn't want to tell my dad because I didn't want my dad to think of my boyfriend differently. Yeah. So I wanted to hide it, but as I've shared on this podcast, I'm, I, I can be very emotional and my dad knew something was wrong. So, um, we did end up talking about it and, uh, you know, my dad did a really good job cause I did date this guy for like a year and a half after that. And my dad did a really good job of like not making it about him, making it about me. And I actually played really, really well the next day. So it was like, <laughs> like God really like worked it out, but I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I didn't want to talk to my dad about it because mm-hmm. I was dealing with processing the news myself and wanting to, like, I still wanted to protect this guy even though he wasn't treating me right. It's, it's hard. I, I'm sure it's hard as a parent to know how to step in in a way where your kid isn't going to shut you out. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how do you walk that line? Well, first, um, I, I, I'm always praying that God will
2: help me to see what I need to see. Um, and I don't ever want to miss seeing something. So they kind of heard that from me before. Why did this happen now? You know, so I think, I don't know, Megan, why did you tell me? Why? I We just talk.
1: Yeah. And... I it had been going on, well, we dated for so long, one, and then two, the, the breaking up and getting back together, that whole saga had gone on for like a long time. And so I think I was constantly asking you and trying to figure out what I should mm-hmm. do because like, I didn't want to break up with him, but I like felt like it was time and, but it's hard to let go of something when you've been together for that long. Um, and so I think that was a piece of it was like, I needed to talk to someone about it because I just kept mentally going back and forth and, my head but I think one of the things that you did a really good job of was like what kind of life do you want like making me think more in the future than making me want to stay in the here and now because I think I was holding on to something that I I knew I needed to let go and it wasn't going to work out long term but I was having a really hard time visualizing what it would be like Long term. And so I think just you having me think like, do you want, do you want to be married to this type of person? Do you want to have this type of life? Because this is like the direction he's heading. And I it made me realize, okay, no, that's not, that's yeah. not what, I, how, how I envision my life, which I think was really important because I think I was in love with him. And that's all I could see at the time was, you know, this is what I want right now.
0: That takes such maturity for you to be able to accept that future thing thinking and not just the what you were feeling at the moment yeah
2: i think too i just knowing megan as i did megan is so loyal mm-hmm. and i knew this was a loyalty problem this was not uh this is my forever person this was a loyalty she's super loyal to her friends and it is her gift and it is also then in a situation like this really hard because um she had a hard time saying no and he, he did keep pursuing her and so that that was the other thing it was hard um is he did, and then she'd feel bad. Mm -hmm.
0: I think that a lot of kids don't talk to their parents about it. You know, Chloe, sort of what you said reminded me. I I also didn't want to talk to my mom about it because my mom was a teacher in my high school. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I think knowing that your parents are going to see this boy again, and for you, same situation, and maybe megan and susan he was far enough removed that you knew megan that she was not going to have to interact with him or whatever like there's so much closeness in high school like between in our communities like with families and and school situations that sometimes inviting your parents into that heartache invites them into the drama and it's hard for them to stay you know uh to not say something or not to to not think badly about that kid or, or whatever. I think yeah. that that's also yeah, well, dangerous.
1: And that is, that's, that's a great point because I also knew that even if my mom did see him or whatever it might be, she would act normal yeah. and cordial and whatever. I knew if I told my dad certain things that like, it would not go well if you saw him. So I think just like knowing your different parents too yeah. was, was a big, a big difference of like what information, would I tell them because I knew they could handle it versus what I wouldn't? Yeah.
2: I would say this is not easy to do. So if I say it, don't think it was easy for me. But I always tried it, Tried to teach all of my kids, um, you know, the people they were dating as people. I tried to get mm. to know them. I tried to love on them. I tried to make them know that we would always be friends not not that they were friends with a parent but you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i would always and so uh, we always had them over and uh and i wanted my kids to treat them like people Mm -hmm. so whether and i we've told that story before about burning bridges we're not going to burn bridges you're too young to really probably end up marrying this person so at the end of it you need to be friends Mm -hmm. and we can't burn a bridge because you're right in a small co- – you know, we don't live in that small of a community, but the high school world is
0: small. I would see them. I know their parents. And so we got to do it right. Yep. So other ways to – right and wrong way to react to a breakup if you're the parent. If you're the parent of a child who goes through a breakup, don't reach out to the ex. I have a friend who's um, – who broke up with his girlfriend and his mom took it worse than he did and like reached out to her and still wanted to buy Christmas presents. And his dad, his dad finally stepped in and was like, no, we need, you (laughs) need to break up with her now too. Like this needs to be over. We're not that close. (laughs) No, no. Another idea is to tell your teen to take some space, you know, just like you probably shouldn't reach out to her and text her. Neither should your son or your daughter. Um, especially if they go to the same school, you know, finding ways to find other weekend activities, maybe take them on a little weekend getaway mm. somewhere nearby or f- encourage more time together. I think it's a great excuse for you to spend more time with them. That's a good tip. Yeah. Um, look at how much time they spend on social media because that's not ever going to lead to anything healthy after a breakup, like you said, Megan. Yeah. Um, and this kind of goes into the the thing you were just saying, Susan, about burning bridges. Remind him not to sink the ship, meaning don't take down every other part of your life because you're yeah. going through a breakup. Yeah. I was talking with one of our coworkers here who went through a breakup and he said, "I this is a part of my life that is that hurts and that is going badly, but I've got a lot of other things that are good and that are going well. And oh. so I can't let all those other things suffer because of this part and so as a parent you can remind your child you know you're in line for a scholarship to this school don't not go to that school because she's planning on going to that school you know it's like you have to
3: show them the relationship is one part of their life i have a on that i that happened to me when my high school boyfriend and i broke up we were both committed to go to the same school to play soccer Mm. and my mom i was like what do i do and my, my parents were like uh You go to that school. This is your life. This is what you've always wanted to do. And because of that, he went a year before me and all the girls on my team saw him cheat on me multiple times and were able to tell me. And that's Mm -hmm. when we broke up. Like for good. Like because we did that Mm -hmm. on and off, off and off. Like and he ended up going to a different school when I went to that school. Like God always works it out. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful my parents were like, nope, this is your life. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And I also think not using the cliches of like, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. I mean, this hurts for them. It's, yeah. it's hard. I know.
2: And I, I tell my kids, you're, okay, that's great. I understand. And that's good. But you're not going to rebound. Oh, yeah. Because that hurts the other person, too. You owe them the respect of, like you said, take space, but take space
0: you don't need to date for a little while. Right. You don't ha- need to turn around and get another boyfriend That's or something. Good. That's I was going to ask that. Yeah. That that was, was going to be my next question. Like, how do you then lay down, like put your foot down and say, all right, unless it's
1: your future husband and then it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> long <did> Megan
0: <laughs> That, that wasn't a rebound. There was time in between. That happen. That was happenstance. I'm sure that was
1: yeah. happenstance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. But you know, what if they do want to move on quickly? How do you step in Especially if they're, like, 16, 17. You know, if it's it's a 14-year-old, that's another story. But, like, if they're 17 years old and they've broken up and they want to move on. Jumping in and out of relationships is not a mature, wise
2: idea. Because it just shows that, oh, are you that fickle? That you can leave that one and all of a sudden you're madly in love with this one. Well, that's you're going to end up in the same place. It's just... You know, okay, date a bunch of different. My, um, my mother in law, Megan's grandmother, used to say, What? You're just going out with one person? I used to have three dates in a day. She'd say, I'm so I have I I one had, boyfriend. I was so that.
1: confused. She yeah. was like, why, That's have a boyfriend? Silly. why would you date one person? I was like, oh No, she'd God. say,
2: I'd have one for brunch before the game. I'd have a game date and then I'd have a party date that night. Why tie yourself down? I
0: oh, my God. I love gosh. her. I mean, too. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. So what do you do then if your child goes through a breakup and you think that he or she is being overdramatic and maybe making it worse? Is there a way to say respectfully and not minimizing the feelings and say, you know, I think that you need to take a deep breath and Hmm. is there anything, is there such
3: thing as overdramatic or are they feeling what they're feeling?
2: Depends on where they are on the enneagram. Yeah, <laughs> That's true.
3: And if they're being disrespectful, like one yeah. time I was extremely disrespectful to my mom when I was going through a breakup, and she was uh, like, "I understand you're hurting, but you can't be mean yes. to me." Yes, I think the other thing you do
2: have to watch for is that they're
3: like sabotaging the ex.
2: You Ooh, know, like yeah. just yeah, getting I was their say that, friends. Like to be, yeah, there's yes. a lot of like retaliation that goes yes. on. That's just not not healthy.
0: Yep. So breakups today obviously are different than they were when, quote, we were kids, except for Chloe. So yeah. That's what I was telling you earlier.
3: Yeah. Um, and Megan's
0: only four years older yeah. than Chloe. So much changed.
3: <laughs> but
0: not. now there's social media, and I mean, all the kids, everybody's on it. Pew Research Center survey on technology. They did one on technology and team breakups. And there are so many aspects to the breakup that are beyond what, yeah. you know, we had to deal with 20 years ago. Like, do you block the person? When do you change your status? Do you delete photos? Oh, gosh, yeah. What do you do if the other person shares personal stuff or is bitter and talks bad about you? How do you handle other people being nosy and asking about the breakup or then gossiping about it? Like, how do we help our kids when they are dealing with aspects of a breakup that we never had to?
3: Yeah. Never.
0: I think if you're posting a lot about your relationship online,
2: then you're doing it for the public fame. And so you can expect a very public breakup. I mean, that's just mm. the way it goes. So why are you changing your status to begin with? I mean, your friends know you're going out. Does the world need to know you're going out? So I, you know, again, there's certain types of people and kids who thrive on the attention of, of social media. And if you have one of those children, you've got to start coaching very early and and you know they're usually the more popular outgoing extroverted kids
0: do you think more kids date today than than I mean this is just kind of a, a big thought I don't think we have like statistics on the but do more kids date today than they did 25 30 years ago because of social media because there is the ability to tell everybody they're dating are like, you saying dating or going out
2: like well, my my yeah. mother-in-law I feel, like, they I, dated. I feel
3: like people don't date at all anymore I I right agree. Agree. Yeah. well I what like do they, they do talk or like They'll like, I don't know, not, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. not have those consistent relationships, not going steady, as they say. <laughs> yeah. I think dating is
0: gone. Like, dating is what my mother-in-law
3: did. Okay, dating
2: but- is what we did. You had know, somebody had to actually call and ask you out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this,
0: Pew, this um, Pew Research Center survey was about breakups. So what are you breaking up? with if you're not dating they're just in a relationship yeah but so if you have pictures together you and a guy we've been dating or we've been sorry we've been we've been fickling for (laughs) (laughs) hanging out hanging out talking we've been talking months and I posted all these pictures then when things go south do you delete the pictures like there's still that aspect of how do you yeah
3: do you remove that relationship from your digital presence so true well because you don't want to seem unavailable to a right. new person <laughs> Right. it's really complicated and, and that's th- why you wait to let your kids on social media
2: yes yeah, <laughs> back yeah, to recall because you like, they're just not mature enough to handle the relationship no. yeah I
3: mean. and like it's just so and, and like megan what you experienced like that is a really heartbreaking thing when you see your ex post a picture with a new person for the first time it's like ah like yeah Oh,
1: no, he didn't post it. The
3: it girl did. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't ready for it, but the girl posted yeah. it. I mean, she but even it. that, like, you have access to what the person's doing when you're not around. and right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's heartbreaking, yeah.
0: Well, and then that adds a whole other level of, like, so say you were in high school, and this all went down in high school, and that girl knew you. She posts the picture with your ex. And, like, is she doing that on purpose? Is Correct. she trying to? Correct. So she was uh, trying to accelerate the relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh,
3: Yikes! Yeah,
0: oof. All right. So takeaways for moms: <laughs> we will again post the how to uh, pray for your teenager, yeah. <laughs> um, an article about how to help your teenager through a breakup, and um, these statistics. So this was a really insightful, um, like ten pages on research about kids and technology, but breakups and and all that. But I think that um, you know, being making yourself available. And saying, "I'm here to talk. If you want to talk, no judgment. Um, If you need some advice, you can ask. Otherwise, I'm just here to listen." Um, I think that's really just just. I think just being there, you know. And I would say this: if you have a
2: more introverted child who's really not dating or doing all this, just know. You still have to have the conversations because they're watching everybody else. Oh, that's good. And then what they see
0: becomes the norm when it's really not the norm. I yep. mean, it is it is the norm, but it's not right. Right. Kind it's of in, like in our dating episode, we were talking about how, like, if they don't want to date, that doesn't make them weird. They're That's fine. They just don't want to date. I'll, I'll or t- they're just too shy and they don't know how to play this crazy game that everybody's yeah. playing. Yeah. I'll tell a quick story about, like, my my other heartbreak experience, which was much much later in life. After my divorce, I accepted a date with a guy, and he stood me up. And it was my first time in my life ever being stood up, and it was my first date after my divorce. And it was way too soon. It was, like... It, it, to say, like, Susan and Megan, you guys talked about, like, God's timing oh. and just, you know, whatever. It was 100% God protecting me from dating a guy that I was not supposed to go yeah. out with. Like, But still, that I, hurt. Yeah, preparing for this. Did you, you this, ever find out why he, like, never showed up? Or, like, was um, it, did he have a good excuse or anything? Uh, he gave me excuses, and I was so... Uh -uh. blind and like dumb i just kept on thinking okay well i'll i'll drive there then i'll drive to this part of town to make it easier like when you do get home Uh like it was so stupid like Uh come on you know and um i was with a friend like she ended up coming and meeting up with me and it was like three hours after we were supposed to meet up he and i and um i looked across and i was like he's not coming and she goes he's not coming
3: oh at least yeah. she
0: was with you well and so the next morning and I was living with my parents And it's so, like I mean I'm at like an emotional <laughs> oh, low, oh right <laughs> <laughs> so I walk out to the kitchen and my dad slash landlord is there <laughs> <laughs> and he's like so how did it go and I, so I could like just cry talking about oh. it now he goes how did it go I go he stood me up and he just put his arms out, Aww. and I hugged him, and that was the end of it. So, you know, you just you don't have to always have the right words. Sometimes just so you, you know, just... listeners, Abby's tearing up now. <laughs> <at us. laughs> anyway, anyway, tell us how you help a child through a breakup, either what you went through as a teen or how you handled watching your child go through one. And there's a link to the email in the show notes. And you'll also find a printable there, like I said, about how to pray for your teen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization, Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.